little speaker going on. Hey now. Yeah. Caught me off guard. Caught me off guard. Jamming to the tunes of the one and only the boss and the E Street Band, man. I uh, bring bringing the goods to start the show here on our classic Taco Tuesday. No mm. doubt about it. I uh, thirsty for more. Oh yeah. Well, we're hungry for more on Tuesdays. I'm, I'm usually more thirsty than hungry. You know what? I got to say, you said it right there, <laughs> Cheers to you, brother. Oh, cheers to the years and to all these delicious cold ice. Cold beers. All right. Mm. Oh, yeah. So, rocking out the glory days, I like to, uh, when I have a little bit of downtime uh, over at work, I'll uh, per- peruse the the histories and what have you and, you know, the music history and... Uh, you know, just just to kind of waste time, I guess, right? But to not waste it, you know, I don't want to stare at social media. I'm gonna get a little knowledge in here. And I found out uh, today, the seventh anniversary, one that I'm surprised nobody was talking about. Pretty big deal, I thought. <laughs> the anniversary of uh, two wealthy fans who paid three hundred thousand dollars at an auction to eat lasagna with Bruce Springsteen. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, it's a real it's a real thing that really happened back in 2014 on this date. Yes, indeedy. They uh, paid 300000 I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see the return on investment it was for that one. For a good cause. It went to the Bob, uh, Bob Woodruff Foundation. Helps injured servicemen and their families when they return home. And uh, it was part of his, I guess, Springsteen does an annual stand-up for heroes thing where he plays uh, acoustic music and does all this great stuff for the service members. So I thought maybe you would like that a little bit. He's doing a little something for those who... uh... Nope. Okay. All right. Never forgive you for COVID. Who, the boss? You literally started a fucking podcast with Barack Obama. And you were out there telling everybody to get their vaccine. Is that a boss move? Or is that a fucking pussy ass sold out to the devil move? That's a renegade move. Renegade. Ah, get the fuck out of renegade. Uh, renegades, man. Yeah. All such right, a renegade. Man. I started a podcast with Barack Obama. $300,000 to eat lasagna with Bruce Springsteen. Uh, you think he had a really good lasagna made? Or do you think he made it himself? I doubt the boss is a very good cook. Or even really knows what good food is. Right? Yeah. Well, he's, <laughs> dude, you know, he is a shill for the vaccine industry. And I believe he was all for getting people on board with getting their boost and all that good stuff. However, he canceled his tour or postponed it indefinitely. He's got some horrible itis or disease or something going on now where. He's afflicted to the point where he can't, you know, do his three and a half hour bonanzas on stage uh, worldwide. And if the vaccine really was as good as you all said it was and as effective, wouldn't you all be doing some celebratory giant festival where you all get together and perform? But you can't because all of you people, all of you musicians that were out there telling us to get it, you're now paralyzed. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know Half half the face is paralyzed for some. Some of them are heart even, attack not or even can't sure walk. If they're alive. Yes, Jamie Foxx alive for sure. We don't know. Uh, you know, I saw an article. Yeah, no, did you see the clip of him playing golf from three miles away? <laughs> did you guys see that spectacular game-saving tackle by Damar Hamlin in Sunday's game? No, no, because Damar Hamlin doesn't really play. He's done. 
good. They they showboat him around to show everybody, like, see, he's a survivor. He's a hero. We're going to do all this stuff in the name of Damar Hamlin. Nobody talk about how he took the vaccine and had a heart attack in the middle of the field on Monday Night Football. Yeah, I mean, it, does nobody else notice the trend of people dying, people canceling tours, all the people that were out there? You know what I mean? The, the guys who were anti-vax, you know, oh, Joe yeah. Rogan hasn't canceled a single show. Oh, dude, great call, actually. Yeah, man, he is out there making it happen, starting his own comedy club. That's how many shows he was doing. He just started his own <laughs> place to do them more, you know, closer to home. This is still fine. I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I can't believe nobody's putting two and two together. We just can't believe Matthew Perry and all these guys are dying. Oh, my God. I can't believe all these guys are having health issues. I don't know, Matthew Perry. A lot of people think some foul play was happening. They think maybe he was uh, murdered or suicided Clinton style, right? Yeah. I don't know. I I think he died of the vaccine. I think all these people are... uh, Having strokes and heart attacks from the vax, it's pretty obvious. Speaking of which, top on top of mind for everybody out there, I imagine because the NBA basketball season uh, is upon us. Nuggets are crushing it. You wouldn't know because you can't watch them on TV. They're still banned from local <laughs> no, TV. They don't exist. Well, they're the only they're the only local franchise that you can't watch on Comcast in your local town. Yeah, <laughs> because they they have some retarded dispute with the owners. Of the of the Avs and the Nuggets, it's incredible. The team that just won the championship, nobody can watch them. It's ri- that was beautiful. ridiculous. Uh, well, the, <laughs> the season's on its way, and LeBron James in his twenty first season, turning heads, doing great stuff out there. Shockingly, uh, the hairline it's back. I don't know no. uh, what he did in the off season. I thought you would maybe find that a little intriguing, but his, the uh. hairline has returned on LeBron, and uh, we um, have been seeing him on a lot of the prime time shows. And he was interviewed after a game, and they asked him about his son, which everybody forgot about, Bronny James, who had the heart attack in the middle of the scrimmage before the basketball season started. Oh, I forgot all about that. Everybody forgot. I forgot all about that. Everyone Holy did. Shit. Holy cow, we are goldfish, man. Yeah, they asked him if you know he's going to come back, what the timetable's looking like. Apparently, he's going to be playing uh, after some clearance by some doctors. He's going to be out there engaging in some actual full-on college hoops. Uh, I don't know, man. I, you know, From my perspective, yeah, I'm a runner. And as I'm getting older, you know, I injure eat more easily. So I take it, you know, a little lighter on my jogs than maybe I would have five years ago. And I'm aware of the old ticker inside there. It's definitely not pumping at the same speeds as, a, as a, you know, 28-year-old me or 18-year-old me. So, you know, I, I got a, you know, it's, it's top of mind, top of mind. But uh, 18-year-old guy going full speed in a college match, dude. He's not supposed to be thinking about, you know, hey, should I push it to this level? Is my heart going to give out? No, plus he's uh, James. Top of head should be hair. I mean, <laughs> top of mind should be top of head. Your hair. That's right. You're always thinking about how to distract from your fading <laughs> hairline there, right? All I typed in was LeBron James' new hairline, and you wouldn't believe the articles coming up. This is 
It is all about his new hairline and the journey he's been on. He's not hiding it. He's all in, man. He's Oh, no, he went so like It's so obvious now. It is it is a, it is a fucking distinct line. This guy got hair transplant. I look forward to about 2 months from now LaFro. It's going to be good stuff, man. <laughs> LaFro will be fantastic. He'll be on a whole nother level, dude. <laughs> He's going to have some sort of mojo going through his body, man. Soaring through the sky, leaping from half court. LaFro, <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, it's so sad. Michael never had to get hair plugs. No, no. He just was a boss, dude. He shaved it all down. I mean, Jordan's so intense that he he tried to rock the Hitler mustache for about one minute. Oh, he didn't try. He did it. <laughs> he just proved the point. And it was like, at the, at the time, everybody was doing everything Michael did. If he walked around with one shoelace untied, everybody walked around with one shoelace untied. Do you think that then, he put out, then he put on the Hitler mustache. Nobody copied. <laughs> I wonder, you know, in the, nowadays, anti-Semitism, pretty popular on the left. Someone should bust out the Hitler stash and see if it catches on with uh, the lefties and progressives. Very interesting. No Hitler stashes, huh? Maybe it's coming. I think it's down the pike. Like, I could look at where we're at, man. I mean, we have people Mm. completely taking over the White House. Did you see the, they had like hundreds of Palestinians storming the gates at the White House, but nobody wanted to talk about it on the news. Oh, you're talking about that very insurrection-y looking non-insurrection? Yeah. (laughs) It only looks like an insurrection until you realize they're Democrats. I mean, these people, they hate the Jews. They hate America. We are so close to somebody stylizing and bringing back the Hitler stash, man. No, see, I think you're proving, I think you're proving all these people are just assholes who don't really believe in Hamas and all that. Because, yeah, where's the Hitler stash? You you really (laughs) want to kill the Jews? Come on, man. Sport the stash. Walk the walk. That's what I'm saying, man. Look the look, dude. If you really want to be a part of the, the game here and be on that side of well, the like argument. The, all the Catholics, it. they're walking around with a giant cross hanging off their neck, right? They're proud to be <laughs> Catholic. They want you to know from a mile away, that's a Catholic. You know? Speaking of Be your... proud to be a, uh, a Nazi. Yeah, be, be more like Mark Wahlberg on Ash Wednesday. He goes to the church three times a day, gets the ash on the forehead. I, I, I would say be a f***. I said be proud of who you are. <laughs> then he goes out on TV and he talks about how he's a good Christian who beat up someone because they were Asian like 30 years ago. They literally blinded a guy. Yeah, Marky Mark. Oh, man. Yeah, he uh, likes to go out there and promote his Christianity. Newfound. Born again, yeah. Christianity. I saw he was on the GMA shows again. I, d- I didn't really want to see what he was talking about, but I like seeing Marky Mark come back around. I know how infuriated you get just by hearing his name, and <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy uh, saying the words Marky Mark. That's good, good so stuff. Stupid. Oh, man. We, you know, Marky Mark was a nice name. I think that, that worked really well. You, didn't, you couldn't do anything after how, how that. How small is your dick that you were jealous of the Asian guy? You had to go beat him up. You I know, know I mean? but also, <laughs> Marky Mark, which one was the penis nickname here? Was it Marky or was it Mark? We'll never uh, know. It was, you know. <laughs> little Marky. That's what it was. It was a little Mark. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, well, Mark, Marky Mark going around. Uh, pushing the Christianity, uh, Bruce Springsteen. I just want to circle it back. Lasagna dinner. 
I hope everybody mm. uh, looks that up. I, I found it to be fascinating because there were numerous articles about this lasagna dinner from 2014. You can't find anything about Hunter Biden's laptop or the contents there within, <laughs> but you can find a dozen and a half 2014 articles about Bruce Springsteen's November 7th lasagna dinner that cost 300 grand for a bunch of fans. It immediately made me think of that clip you played a couple episodes ago, uh, Jay-Z. Yes. Oh, Where yeah. It was like 500000 for a meal with me? No. No, no. Take man. The, take yeah. the money. Take the money. Yes. Oh, man. That was... Like, that's why I hate Br- Bruce Springsteen over the years just proved he's a prick. You know what I mean? Like, you allow, you let people pay that kind of money to go eat dinner with you? I don't know. How do you sit there and eat dinner with somebody that paid $300,000? What are you going to talk about, right? They're just going to ask you, what, about your favorite songs or... I don't know. Yeah, what do you talk to? That's what I don't get. What do you talk to him about? I feel like I personally would end up getting into a really awful argument with Bruce Springsteen and probably end up getting kicked out of my own $300,000 dinner. Oh, literally the minute the the waitress turns out to be a tranny? That's what this <laughs> <means>. <laughs> We are not having a cordial conversation at this point. This is... And you know what? The same thing occurred in real time uh, on the Club Random podcast uh, hosted by Bill Maher. He had an, one of our favorite guests of all time. Bro, did you actually listen to it? I actually did listen to oh this. Oh, my watched, God. Dude, I, I told I you. Did I not tell you you have to listen to it? It's one of those uh, where you got to hang around towards the end. Bill Maher, man, he's trying to be super cool with the chairs and the lighting and the cigar. And I think he smokes weed here and there and he's drinking. And But then it's like, you know, and he's like, we're not doing politics. We're doing, you know, not real time with Bill Maher. But then he brings on all these people and they like talk politics the entire time. It's just his show. I did this so I could get away from politics so people could see the other side of me. So, Mr. Astrophysicist, how do you feel about trannies in sports? (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) The show that's not about politics. You have an astrophysicist on. You're talking about trannies? It'd be another thing if he had people that were never on real time on that That show. That too. If he brought on... Adam Carolla or Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Oh, my God. (laughs) You know, interest me to tune in, man, because that is something I want to see. I'd like to see him disagree with somebody like that. And you know what it is, too, is like, listen, me and you, if I crack a beer, if I'm drinking a beer, I smoke a little weed, it doesn't sound creepy or anything because we're both doing it, right? That's right. But But when you're sitting in the chair... Getting fucked up, dude. You're smoking weed, you're drinking booze, and the guy across from you isn't. This right. just seems weird now. It's, well, it's yeah, it's a little bizarre, but also, <laughs> if you want to hear two guys getting fucked up on a podcast, listen to the Dude Man podcast. We do it three nights a week. We get totally annihilated, and we have no idea what we're saying. But uh, on top of all of that, when you do do some drinking and podcasting and then have to like you know edit yourself and... Here, you know, you get to hear the kind of uh, nuances to the drunk man versus the sober man, and I Dude. noticed it immediately in this one, like towards the end, especially when they started chatting about the trainees and the sports. Bill Maher, a little bit sauced. You can hear it. <laughs> he got a Dude, little sauced there. For those that did it here, they just cut out a whole half of a conversation. There's literally, they, did you hear that hard edit? 
There's a huge hard edit, and it's right when they are discussing the the whole trainees and sports. And I and you can tell it's about to go off the rails. I swear to God, Bill Maher's like on the verge of calling Neil deGrasse Tyson the N-word. And oh, <laughs> then, they cut, then they just cut, and they come back, and they're all like sucking each other's dick about how great Neil's podcast is. And, uh, it's so crazy. It's outrageous, but the best part is, and I clipped it, it's just a small segment of towards the end of it, because it was juicy for the most part, but it got heated in a very personal way, and I didn't see it coming in a very racial way, and I thought that was probably the best part of the entire conversation. (laughs) Uh, This is a doozy. I really enjoy this. This is uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Maher. On Bill Maher's non-political podcast, <laughs> talking about trainees and sports. And the WNBA played the worst team in the NBA. The score would be a million to zero. And I want to preface, or I'm going to actually go on a side from that. Um, Outkick Sports, you know the guy who does it, Clay Travis? Are you familiar with him? No. He does the Outkick Sports uh, podcast. It's funny if you enjoy sports with some political and entertainment tinge in there. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. He did a rant, fabulous rant, for about five-plus minutes on how on how unwatchable the WNBA is after 15 years and how they have no ratings, nobody's going to the games, and how he put up a bet, essentially, towards the end of it, uh, saying that, he he would bet or he would wager one million dollars that the best high school te- men's basketball team in America could beat the best WNBA basketball oh, team. You don't even have to go best in the nation. Yeah, but it, pick a city. You can understand he suffered incredible backlash, and sure. uh, I mean it just it went viral, and everyone oh, lost their minds, and uh, very funny stuff. A lot of the. A lot of clapbacks from WNBA and current NBA players because the NBA has to support the WNBA. It's the same franchise. And so, you know, everybody was kind of lashing out at him, and he, he like, has been doubling down. Like, come on, I'm willing to bet literally $1 million that this men's basketball team can beat you guys. And amongst all the smoke and uproar and hoopla, nobody has accepted the wager. <laughs> yeah, they I mean, can't. And that's all you need to know about it. Is, they can't, yeah. No, everybody knows it would be an absolute embarrassment to the entire league. Because it's true. It's true. That's the bottom line. I bet you there's, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but there's probably high school JV teams that can beat them. Best in the country. I don't know. I just think it's a funny wager. I would. All and he, he, his rant is fantastic too. He says in it that you know if they were to agree to this game, it would be the highest rated WNBA game in the history of the <laughs> WNBA. <laughs> and he's not kidding. I would tune in. I would yeah. pay per view for this sucker, man. You know? Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, you'd have to watch it. It'd be interesting, right? It would be interesting, which is no, why ultimately guys like Bill Maher are totally opposed to dudes competing in women's sports because there's clearly a difference. And it's amazing that a supposed intellectual such as Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, alleged astrophysicist, can't... So the science seem- guy, he's supposed to be our connection to the science He doesn't world. agree. He's all for uh, anything that's on the progressive left. And I understand. I get it.
what he has to do, but uh, this... <laughs> They kind of this conversation goes off the rails a little here. It gets a little heavy, a little sloppy, a little thick with the overlapping of of the arguments. And towards the end, Neil deGrasse just proves he's really not the smartest guy in the room. Can we organize society around that basic point without with this, of course, proviso that we protect and and respect people who do not fit into it? Let's segregate society between dark-skinned people and light-skinned people it's because not... that nature made it that way, and that's how it is. So, well, nature so did you, make it that way, you are... <laughs> and it's not segregating. Well, it's there was a time. segregating anything. That is. attitude it's... 150 years ago oh, was it not... was. Two years ago, you act like this was a, yes, right, Lincoln, this was a big issue in the Lincoln-Douglas <laughs> debates, trans people, that's no, right. No, I'm talking about I black, remember white. that from I'm talking about black, 1861, black. yes, I remember those debates. Yeah, it was 1860, I Lincoln think, yeah. was all about. Oh, and it was 1860, to be precise. Oh, <laughs> getting trans, oh, for fuck's sake. You're ridiculous. No, no, so here it is. Just all I'm saying is that... How about this? I'm looking at schools in Manhattan, and there's a school there, and there's a old from like built in the 20s and 30s, and there's a doorway that says boys, and a separate doorway on the other side of the school that says girls. And oh thinking, God! Why are we doing this? Because people are mostly boys and girls. But why <laughs> them entering a school building? Because they pee differently. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that I have, to, just, I have to explain I just, this? No, because you know what I thought oh, when I saw God. that? It's colored fountain over here, white fountain over here. That's uh, what I thought. Well, I thought. well you, that's not the same thing. Well, that's get exactly the fuck out of here. That's what I thought. And, it's and, not exactly, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. That's what I thought, dude. Oh, my God. I thought that was so horrible. Oh, oh yeah. You're man. the intellectual. You're the smart man we're all supposed to listen to. He, you're literally on there promoting your book that's written to ex to help people understand science. Yeah, man. Uh, oh, here's, here's a guy who's supposed yeah. to be promoting the idea that we should be looking outward and inward, and believing in something greater than the minor divisions we have here on this tiny planet, right? Aren't we floating in this tiny little ball, in this immense universal plane? Shouldn't we let these bizarre little divisions just drift away and be water under the bridge because we just have such greater and more grand things to be contemplating and worrying about and focusing on? That should be his message, man. Like, let's put aside our differences with the gender and the race. We should be looking to the stars. Oh, dude, Brian Cox was on a podcast. Blew my fucking mind every time that guy I listened to him. He was talking about uh, our sun traveling around the galaxy. Yeah, I still don't get it. It doesn't, like, I can't no, no, conceptually dude, understand this. That's why Flat Earth makes way more sense. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's really crazy to think about. Our sun has birthdays because you have to think like it's. If you consider the Earth year when it revolves around the sun, then that means the sun's you know year is when it revolves around the galaxy, which happens at like every two hundred million years or something. So, wow, dude! Our, the, the way he said it is, our sun is uh, coming up on its twenty-first birthday. Oh man, it's just gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> reckless abandon here for the next two to three years, I imagine. Two to three millennia. Wait till you see the size of those solar flares, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
thought Rumspringer was bad. <laughs> oh, man. That's pretty cool. I never really contemplated that. It is really wild to think that. Oh, dude, he was talking about, like, the speed. It, dude, it's traveling, like, 200 kilometers an hour. The Again, that is. just doesn't make sense. How are we <laughs> spinning so fast around this thing that's spinning so fast around so this fast. massive All black traveling. hole? Like, if you look at the orbit of our Earth, it's it's not actually an ellipse or a circle. It's actually a corkscrew. Yes, because... I've seen this um, illustration. Yeah. There's a video online that you could probably find pretty quickly on the Google machine, and it kind of shows the trajectory of the sun as it you know goes around the black hole at the center of our galaxy and you can see the pathways of all the planets and their moons as they corkscrew uh, around the sun as it flies like a bullet around the galaxy isn't that crazy and that's the stuff that uh, that Brian Cox is talking about on podcast Neil deGrasse is arguing about trannies being like black and white Go check out Trump Save Pod. They like are <laughs> jizzing themselves over this Trump trial where he said this and that guy said that. And oh my God, can you believe this? Oh, this is crazy. Like, this is a. I don't know. I don't know how to focus in on the planetary stuff when I've got all, all these incredible Trump things going on here, right? <laughs> but this is hilarious. Anybody who wants to see the left falling apart, go watch this interview. These guys, I don't know, man. I think you're hard-pressed to find two Trump supporters that disagree as much as these two Biden Well, members. I've been, th you know, as I watched this entire interview, all I can think about was if Trump were gone, real time with Bill Maher would be a Republican show. It'd be basically Fox News, essentially. No. Oh yeah, he. If Trump were gone, this man would be uh, tearing down Frank, most of the progressive that the, ideas. Uh, that is the illusion I cannot get everybody to see. Trump will never be gone. He never was gone before Trump. It was Bush. You oh. know what I mean? There's always a Trump. Oh, there always I get will it. Will be a Trump. Oh, that's why. That's no, why Bill no, Maher no. voted Democrat for thirty years, Frank. Because there was always another Trump. Oh, I'm not. I'm not talking about <laughs> voting Democrat or Republican. I'm simply talking ideals. And when you watch Bill Maher talk to even people on his show, real time, there's this weird kind of schism between his guests and him now, and even his audience, where he's saying things that libertarian and center right people agree with. Uh, stuff about COVID, stuff with the trannies, whatever's going on with CRT in the schools. You know what I'm saying? But he's kind yeah. of there in the middle, and the I but, don't think, see. see I disagree. Tainted. I don't think he is. I agree on the show. He is. If you watch real time, he kind of rides that middle. And I would, I would, I would assume he hired some right wing guys. To, in order to bring his opinion towards that middle, very so possible. That, but he's because, not dude, a progressive his, his, man. Dude, his podcast. You listen to the even if you listen to the overtime or after out whatever. Oh, the fuck I know. That is, I've seen the overtime. Yeah, dude, he he flips a switch where now it's not the mainstream HBO show. Now we're on the overtime. Now he's fucking. Well, no, we have super so, democratic. No, well, there's a that's the problem here. Actually, we are having an issue with the definition of the sides now because 
Neil deGrasse Tyson isn't a Democrat. He's a progressive. And oh, Bill, Bill Maher's a Democrat. That's the problem. Well, they both claim to be liberals. Well, the issue here is what I'm saying is the reason they're conflicting so hard is because Neil deGrasse Tyson must toe the line of the progressive Democrats, whereas Bill Maher is not into the progressive shit, the woke stuff. It's the woke stuff, man. And, and he just isn't into it. And he is. He that's. Is. The, I'm just saying that's the difference right there, man. It's very I'm obvious. You he is into it though. Well, he just, just uh, he. Well, then he easily or very cleverly played devil's advocate in the interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson because they seemed quite at odds on a lot of the woke stuff, it's, especially in the trainee conversation, where he's right. Neil deGrasse Tyson, an alleged intellectual, is totally wrong and is defending on some bizarre biological scientific level that men and women are the same I mean, like oh, it was crazy. totally nuts listening to him try to sound scientific uh. and explain the insanity of wokeism and the whole gender uh dysphoria phenomenon that has uh taken over our country over the last four years it's a, it's a weird one man there's been a weird division in our culture um it's, on it, both it sides. really is, it, and i can't believe nobody in all these interviews, I mean, this guy is doing the rounds. He's going on every show possible. He's talking about all this shit. And not one person has said, hey, hey, Neil DeGas, uh, <laughs> how many genders are the stars? <laughs> oh, gen- stars don't have gender? Then shut the fuck up about gender. You're a goddamn astrophysicist. Stay in your fucking lane. Don't go write a book about why, why we should have listened to Dr. Fauci better. That's essentially what his book is. Yeah, I know. I listen to Dr. Fauci. (laughs) Oh, I know. He's all in bed with the uh, Big Pharma, and Big Pharma is on the attack these days. I saw an article this morning on CNN, I think it was, they were rolling with it, how they're really raising some red flags and sounding the alarms that we have a new contender for top cause of heart attacks and strokes that's right you guessed it marijuana use oh yeah cannabis Uh, is back they gotta blame something for all the heart attacks right uh so heart health in the news these days we were discussing damar hamlin they're kind of uh playing him up during the football games and i'm pretty sure jamie fox is dead from that stroke he suffered uh earlier in the year (laughs) i could only guess uh but they're now touting these ideas, and I have a clip. It's a, it's a horrible clip. Oh, the sound-wise, it's bad. You'll, you'll find out why. They cut it short because of it. But uh, I thought this was absolutely hilarious. They're going to give us some heart health tips here to uh, keep us all, uh, you know, in a good path and, you know, to avoid that cardiac arrest. Our heart health may hinge more on our lifestyle choices than actually our genetics. That's all according to a new study that was presented at the annual meeting of the American Heart Association. Yeah, experts say there are eight key behaviors that if you adopt them, they can slow your biological aging. They call them life's essential eight. NBC News medical contributor Dr. Kavita Patel joins us now. Hey, Dr. Patel, great to see you. So walk us through these eight behaviors. I think I might know some of them, like eating well, I'm guessing, (laughs) probably on the list, always is. Vicki and Morgan, yeah, these should not surprise anybody. The essential eight, they're really kind of no-brainers in the sense that they're eating better, being more active, but you might ask about what specifics. So being more active, on average, it's about 150 minutes every week. Okay, I'm just going to cut it there. Um, <clears throat> COVID ended three years ago. 
No more fucking Zoom call interviews on the news, please. Can yeah, we stop the news Zoom call? Zoom sucks. We can all agree Zoom sucks. Almost nobody is using the Zoom. And stop using the Zoom. Stop. It sounds terrible on podcast. It's terrible to watch in videos. Terrible. You know, it, <clears throat> she goes yeah. through these eight things <laughs> uh, that you should do. Then uh, it's, it's Number one, stay away from uh, Pfizer. <laughs> <you t> <laughs> You actually took took it away from me. I was gonna say she follows. Uh, she follows with the eight things you shouldn't do. Uh, number one, don't take uh, the first shot. Number two, <laughs> don't take the second shot. Number three, avoid the booster. Number four, avoid the second booster. Number five, uh, avoid that third booster, folks. And then on top of it all, we highly recommend to round out the eight there uh, for number uh, what six, seven, eight, uh, six. Avoid Ozempic. Uh, mm. number seven, avoid mm. Wegovy, and uh, <laughs> number eight, just avoid anything and everything the mainstream media tells you to do with your health. That's a great list right there. Yeah, that's really that's how that's all you got to follow to take care of your heart nowadays. They go <sighs> through this insane, uh, you know, line of items. That everybody knows about. It's the eat healthy, the sleep right, the get you 10,000 steps. But in the same breath, they're selling people Ozempic, which is making people die. I sent you an article the other day out of Australia. Crazy. There's a woman in Australia, and they are filing a lawsuit with Ozempic. And it's over the fact that she died, allegedly, from taking the Ozempic. She suffered the now famous <laughs> intestinal paralysis. <laughs> Dude, did you see that in the story? The husband walked in on her. She was not moving and just had brown fluid coming out of her mouth. I'm glad you read it. Yes, it was so oh absolutely disturbing. It's what we've been talking about for this whole year, man. He found oh. her unconscious with brown goo. It's What have I been saying? This stuff is liquefying your insides, man. She lost 35, 35 pounds, pounds. in four months, and then he finds her with liquefied organs leaking out of her mouth. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, and she really wasn't that bad looking. To be, you know what I mean? Like she wasn't well, fat. She wasn't at well. This is Australia. We're we're comparing oh different standards. <laughs> Our obesity level standards, you know, you know, fit. If she would have came to Chicago, they'd stuff her with a sausage right away. I mean, you gotta you gotta beef up a little bit, woman. She wouldn't. Winter's coming. She wouldn't even qualify for Lizzo's big girls. You know what I'm saying? Like not even close. And that's what's beautiful in America: the big girls. <laughs> I mean, I heard she walked by and nobody even felt the ground shake. What are you talking about <laughs> lose weight? Oh, man. A beautiful, middle-aged woman. No need to rapidly, dramatically lose weight in any sense. She could have easily, for those three or four months that she lost the 35 pounds, probably looked into some intermittent fasting, gotten into some daily jogging or walking at the very least. Do some yoga. My God, man. I can't believe it. Sounds so it. difficult. <laughs> I just, I just, I 
three shots, Rick. 35 pounds. I find it fascinating, though, that we're seeing lots of tips on how to stay heart healthy in a time where we have 54-year-old Matthew Perry having the heart attack (laughs) in the sauna or the hot tub, right? We got the LeBron James kid, fully healthy, 18-year-old, the heart attack, making a comeback. I mean, it's, you know. What about J.J. Watts? A.J. Watts? What was his name? It was J.J. or T.J. Watt. I can't remember which of the Watts, but one of the Watt brothers suffered a cardiac arrest-like situation, which they never disclosed fully, nor gave Wasn't out- Wasn't a cardiac yeah, arrest, Frank. Right. It was totally normal. He's just a fucking 20, 20-year-old professional athlete, and they had to defibrillate his heart. And then, and then he, amongst a just drowning of tears, had to retire <laughs> because it was nothing to do, nothing to do with the <laughs> fatal heart attack he suffered- <laughs> Yeah, it's totally normal, Frank. Don't you remember when you were 24, they defibrillated your heart, and then you had to walk away from your lifelong dream? You don't remember? Yeah, just write a passage. Everybody goes through it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. yeah, man, it's just a rite of passage. Absolutely. Oh, uh, dude, speaking of rites of passage, man, I, I was going to play it after the uh, that Bill Maher clip. Oh yeah, what do you got? You have something good for me? Something juicy? A fresh clip? A shocker? Yes, dude. One of the best things about the the gas and uh, Bill Maher is you just watch the left hating each other. Yeah, absolutely. Cannot be aggressive, like a progressive enough, you know? For sure. So we're having a little bit of a, not even a little bit. We're having a huge fight in Chicago right now amongst the aldermen. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, the the Republican or, you know, no, they're all Democrat. (laughs) There is no Republican. (laughs) So people who don't, that listen to the show that aren't familiar with Chicago politics, the aldermen are like the uh, installed, they're not voted, right? Are are they voted on? They're voted in. It's like, picture like your, uh, like your mob boss. That's right, yeah. Yeah, you got your (laughs) mooks. They own this area, and That's you have right. to pay him and his mooks. You yes, know what I mean, okay. so that you could do business in his district. So That's really the aldermen are the mob bosses of these little districts throughout Chicago, and they are in cahoots with whatever government. Typically, these days, Democrats are running the show. There is no, there hasn't been a Republican in Chicago in decades. Uh, Daily, so. I think, wasn't Daily a Republican? No, OG. I mean, I'm talking. Uh, oh, the original Daddy, the Daddy Daily. Nah, I don't know. All right, was well, yeah, I don't know. Either way, so what's going on in the Chicago land now? You got some squabbling amongst the right. No, no, there is no right. There's That's no the right. Part. There you go. Okay, perfect. Right. <laughs> it's easy peasy. Oh yeah. So, so there was this battle between the, this is the best part because it's between the black alderman and the latino alderman so i hearken this to the hamas israel thing <clears throat> being a christian we're out of the bi- deal i think you're playing some music there actually oh man he's mike's playing uh he's just giving us the jams actually i think i don't think he realizes He's going, uh, going with the tunes. This might be Mike's break song, actually, that he's got going on here. I don't really know what he's playing, actually. 
Kind of wild. I don't think he actually hears what he's playing. Alright, this is pretty good. This is a classic jam. I can't remember what that jam was from. music was played that's you, why i was trying to figure out why i couldn't hear you you were quite that's literally so uh just playing music there for us it was wonderful we enjoyed it i uh can't remember who that was uh, tonic tonic yeah all right if you could only see <clears throat> yeah. yeah dude so this is uh chicago you ready for this oh yeah i'm all in well good morning the meeting is just getting underway as we speak here right now this is the room where the alderman is said to have physically and verbally tried to stop one of his colleagues from getting into the council chambers back on Thursday. Now, he has, as you mentioned, apologized to his colleagues, but some say that apology and relinquishing those two leadership posts just isn't enough. Saying that he was just too aggressive as a floor leader, saying that his threats against our colleagues to withhold and extort them for their zoning matters, if they didn't go along with his efforts, that is not enough. He needs to be expelled from this body or resign willingly because he is no longer fit to serve <laughs> as alderman of the 30. Yeah! We used to be the city of big shoulders. That's right, man. Listen to that Fifth Ward. He has abdicated his duties. He has violated his oath of office. And to be quite frank, he has shown how morally bankrupt he is to be in that chair. The meeting last week was chaotic, to say the least. City leaders were set to discuss a citywide non-binding referendum that would ask voters to decide if Chicago should continue to be a sanctuary city. The meeting did happen, but no vote was taken. Supporters will try and bring it up again. Mayor Johnson's former floor leader, Carlos Ramirez Rosa, was trying to keep Alderwoman Emma Mitz from entering the chamber last week, depriving those leading the charge on this referendum shy of the quorum needed for a legal meeting to happen. Wow. Alderman Lopez said he had to get between Ramirez Rosa and the Alderwoman. <laughs> I just had to play this. Oh, that's what, is he like blocking her like a lineman? What was going on in this situation? <laughs> this is absolutely ridiculous, dude. So here's the best part, dude. This is why this is so juicy. They're all Democrats, right? <laughs> the, so this all started this is all because the latino aldermen are all about maintaining sanctuary city status oh, and yeah. op opening up this like tent city for the immigrants the problem is that tent city is in the black neighborhood on the far south side oh of course yeah right <laughs> uh, far away from where it bothers us we'll send it over to the blacks over there in the south man and so this is where it gets so good frank you're gonna love this so all the Hispanic aldermen are accusing the black aldermen of being racist. Oh, racist! <laughs> racist! And all the black aldermen are accusing the Latino aldermen of bullying. Oh. Worse than that, they're bullying Damn. the black community. I was hoping... <laughs> I gotta be honest, I was hoping for both sides to accuse each side of being racist. Because that's, to me, that's the apex of the woke liberal you know moment in our time where everybody's racist when everybody's racist then we're in a good place then we can finally start to heal 
That's the best. Well, the blacks can't call the uh, the Hispanics racist on this one. Because right. the, the Hispanics, one of their big arguments is, hey, some of these refugees are black. Oh, yeah, you know good call. Mean? That's so right, man. That's why the, the, the black aldermen, are, they have to resort to, you know, this. I don't know what that list of oppression, the hierarchy of oppression is, but I mean, bullying. You're being bullied, Frey. Come on. That's, you know. I think because it's getting so crazy with all the colors of these skins, we got to bring in the Irish to make things even. Right, you know, just <laughs> no, 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 dude. Never, never before has a as, as a white Catholic man, never before have I not been involved in any argument. I'm not kidding. This <laughs> is the most peaceful time in the history of mankind for white Christians. We are literally in the best place ever right now. Nobody, <laughs> nobody hates us. It's incredible. <laughs> now, all you other white Christians out there. Don't fuck this up. Let's just stay quiet. Let's keep flying under the radar. All right, all right. This is beautiful. Nobody buy a Yeezy record, I swear. <laughs> if, if I see any white kids listening to a Yeezy record. All right. <laughs> and the best part is, like, I can just picture these meetings. Like the and So the best part was they were trying to have this vote over the sanctuary city status. And this one uh, brown alderman. Got in the way. Wait, the wait, 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 wait. Did you um like name Brown or uh? No, no, he was brown skin. Okay, yes. Yeah, all right. So, <laughs> so, so a brown skin got in the doorway and blocked a black skin. Oh, this just sounds. There's no way to say this without sounding racist. That's the problem. Well, unfortunately, are we are an audio only program, folks. So you must bear with us with the descriptors. This is uh, pertinent to the story, I believe. Correct. Yeah, that's why they were all, so this the, 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 the brown alderman had to resign from his positions uh all his chair positions and everything cuz he was he was blocking her physically, Frank. I oh, like it's it. So funny. It's fantastic. It's so Huge fucking fan funny. of this and one. You know what? All of you you all get what you deserve because you all have been going along with this bullshit. So now when the madness is turned on you, good. Good. So stupid. Like, at what point can we just get back to actually governing a city? Well, it's amazing that they're all agreeing on something here, which is we don't want the migrants. We're not a sanctuary city. We never really wanted to be one. No, Frank, you missed the whole point of the story. We all love the migrants. No, I know. We I all know. want them to come know, here. No, I, just not in my neighborhood. That's what I. <laughs> I know, I know what they're saying, but what they're subconsciously, I'm saying, saying, yeah. oh, okay. in, in the subconscious minds of both sides, they're all saying, not out loud, we don't want these migrants here, and we never did to begin with. We just wanted to keep saying we did because we wanted to sound intelligent and liberal <laughs> and like we were good people, but really, we're not good people like that. No, dude, you got it. Like, I wish we could... I wish we had more time and I could have just clipped like some of the arguments during the original meeting. Oh, Bro, yeah. Talk about tiptoeing. <laughs> well, it's not that I have anything against immigrants. Mo- immigrants are good people. They're, they will make this nation run. It's just I have noticed on these statistics that uh, there is a slight, there seems <laughs> to be a slight, slight increase in the yeah. crime data in cities that have maintained. Like, okay, just say it. They're not sending their best. Oh, yeah. Well, some, I assume, are good people, right, man? Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, just say it. Crime goes up. These fucking people are coming here. They don't have a job. Yeah. Then they start robbing people. And this is what happens when we destroy language or make certain words, uh, you know, when we deem certain phrases, things that we can't say, right? So in the past, we had a nice little distinction, right? We come from parents who are immigrants. They immigrated. Right. They immigrated to this country, right? These people sneaking through the border, we used to call them Illegal aliens. <laughs> oh, good call. And you know what? Yes. The term illegal alien has a lot of power. It's a heavy phrase, man. It, you could feel the weight of what this individual did to get into this country. And we don't welcome illegal aliens in this country. We welcome immigrants. Asylum seekers, Frank. <laughs> Exactly. And this is what happens when fat becomes beautiful. We start celebrating Lizzo. Lizzo graces the cover of swimsuit editions. And then we got these animals crossing the border who have no intention to work or be a part of our culture or assimilate or fly the flag in front of their home. They're here to get the kickbacks and the freebies at best. At worst, from a lot of reports, we have terrorists, Asians, and by Asians, Chinese coming over here to infiltrate our system and our society and do all sorts of wacky, weird stuff. Uh, you know, folks, they're, they're not sending their best, and it's obvious. And again, the reason why I think a lot of people are unified by this crisis at the border and these so-called sanctuary cities not being such a sanctuary anymore is because most people in their heart of hearts support legal immigration and do not want to be invaded by migrants at the southern border in an open fence oh, dude but you should hear the ig the ignorance of the people in chicago i have heard so because now it came out the budget and everything and how much money we've spent on the immigrants oh yeah and I, dude i've heard at least three four people i've heard four people on different occasions tell me well, I actually, I, I really agree with the sanctuary city. We should let these people here, but do we have to spend our money on them? What the fuck do you think a sanctuary is? <laughs> you not only spend your money, you open your doors and you welcome your, them you, into your home, man. That's what they all say is like, do we have to provide them with like food, shelter? Yeah. Like that is, yes, that is the definition of the sanctuary. <laughs> right? We didn't say, hey, I have a street you could sleep on. We said, hey, we're a sanctuary city. You know what I mean? Yeah, and here in Denver, we don't even have that anymore. We've consolidated, consolidated the tents to like a single L-shaped part of the city down on 20th and Broadway. <laughs> um, it's thick, man. It's a thick <laughs> tent city. I don't recommend anyone going near that area. Wow, I just cruised past it today. Uh, these are the woke politics infiltrating and destroying our cultures and our and our governments. There's no doubt. Here in Colorado, we had a major decision go through. It didn't really get out to the world. It wasn't as entertaining as, let's say, watching Lauren Boebert stroke some dude's dick through his pants on a security <laughs> camera at the Beetlejuice show. But it was still captivating enough for most local news outlets and people here in, in the woke world of Colorado. We were obsessed with the Elijah McClain story. It was a tragic death. There is no doubt about it. And what do we do when tragic 
accidents and bad situations happen between uh, young black men and cops. We burn all the cops to the stake! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I believe I have been preaching this and I'm feeling it still uh, further now, especially here. I think the pendulum is swinging, folks. We're on top of that breaking news out of the Adams County Courthouse. Aurora police officer Nathan Woodyard acquitted by a jury in the death of Elijah McClain. That verdict coming on the first full day of jury deliberations. The mother of Elijah McClain walking out of the courthouse with her fist. I'm not celebrating this kid dying. I'm celebrating the fact that we're no longer demonizing and sentencing everybody in law enforcement to prison. Yeah. It's about isn't time this, we stop this. Isn't this the one where he fought the cop? There was a lot going on, and he was, uh, there was an altercation, he was a young hood kid with the hoodie on, it was a big deal, the cops held him down, and then he was maybe being aggressive, and then the, the paramedics show up and give him ketamine, and he died from an overdose of the ketamine. Hmm. All right. So there was no shots fired, he didn't kneel on the kid's throat. You know what I'm saying? The the kid was just it was just honestly they're gonna bring the paramedics to court. If anything, I could see these guys doing some sort of malpractice. Yeah, maybe. You know what I'm saying? I can see some of that action, but I just can't believe there's no like. If you didn't fight, you'd be alive. There's a lot involved. If that doesn't man, mean anything. I don't know. Like that- I don't know. You know, I'm not there in the moment. I'm not even watching the the body cam footage when you watch the stuff. Like, how can you react yourself, putting yourself in the cop's shoes? I, I there has not been a, in my entire lifetime. There has not been a single video of cops just 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 beating the shit out of somebody or no, killing there's one somebody. there's one actually it was five that black one, cops one, and tire yeah, nickels in tire. nashville right there's one video nope. like that there's two he was sleeping with the dude's wife that was actually an attack and the second one or the first yeah. original i mean come on we all remember rodney king that was no no fuck that dude he ran i was I about to say you you run you fight back it's that come on i i just i think rodney king was justified fuck that that's oh. a crackhead driving 100 miles per hour. Rodney King's a tricky one. I stay away from that one only because I feel like uh, the, the there was justification in how Rodney King occurred and then OJ was freed. You know what I'm saying? I think there was some sort of uh, give and take there. So culturally, we let bygones yeah. be bygones with that one. But with the this one with the kid, it's just too much involved. There's too many players involved. And, you know, I'm just happy that there's no tau-tau here. We don't have the guy uh, holding back the crowd, doing nothing, and then getting four years in prison because he's just a good cop. Yeah. No, I'm glad he got off. This is good. The dude just arrested the kid, and whatever was occurring in the altercation during and between, the paramedics are called in there, and they inject the kid with the ketamine to subdue him. So he's clearly fighting back, right? Yeah. Like, that was the worst part about the, the George Floyd thing, is there was no, there was zero blame put on George Floyd. Yeah, the you know guy, what I mean? He was just this innocent man that the cops killed, that Saint, Derek Chauvin killed. St. Like, George Floyd, man, the dude who held a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach and was trying to 
get uh, some free cigarettes with some counterfeit <laughs> money, right? He's a saint, and we must saint. imprison all these police officers who were just in the vicinity of this altercation. I mean, it's the same thing with this kid. It's like, yeah, maybe they gave you too much ketamine. Maybe they shouldn't even have given you ketamine. I don't know, but the point is, you hold some of the blame because you put all these people in a position that they had to subdue you. Absolutely. They should have you just, know? Um, you know, given him some mushrooms and put him on a flight, and he could have taken over the cockpit like that one pilot did, right? <laughs> Yeah, man. It's the most outrageous story I've ever heard in my life, dude. Taking some shrooms? I'm like, Give me that gun! I'm flying this plane now, baby! I'm crashing it in the mountain. <laughs> oh, man. I just, well, for once, it's nice, refreshing, I guess I would say, that we have the cop just, I guess, getting out of going to prison because he was just doing a cop duty. He was doing his job, man. We've sent so many people to jail in this country over the last four years for just doing their job. Or just helping out. It wasn't even their job. Don't forget Michael Penny. Dude, Mike, never forget Michael Penny, man. Jesus Christ. That guy wasn't even doing his job. He was just helping out. I know, and it was all so confusing. He didn't know if he should dance or stop the beloved (laughs) Michael Jackson impersonator. I did it. To be fair, Michael Petty did not know attacking women was part of the Michael Jackson impersonation. <laughs> he was just doing the thriller sequence, man. You know, he turns into the werewolf and he goes no, after no, the this girl. Is, this is me, Michael, 96 to 99. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know when I hit the millennium when I started taking the children. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Shimone. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but he made it popular. It's incredible. Shimone. Shimone. <laughs> Nobody knew what it meant, but we loved it, dude. That's Michael Jackson. He's the king of pop. He said Shimone. Let's get down with it. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Oh, that was so good. It was the sign of the times. And speaking the sign of the times, folks, I can't believe do I'm it. even saying it. It's totally impossible, but it's true. There's no doubt about it. This is <sighs> the fastest hour in the universe. We still have so much more to talk about. In fact, next episode, written entirely by Grok, Elon Musk's AI machine that he just created. <laughs> I, I know, it's crazy. You, you'll hear it for uh, yourself. It's going to be wild. <laughs> Grok? I, I can only assume Vin Diesel did a voiceover for <laughs> And now he gets $10 million every time somebody says Grok. I, I am Grok? Like yeah, a Grok? <laughs> <laughs>